Now with a warm applause, let's welcome the man of God who is about to minister to us today. Elder, Holy Ghost, Elder, Kajol, Come on, make a joyful shout out to the Lord. Yeah! 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 Come on, shake yourself, shake yourself. Yeah! Hey, shake your neighbor, shake your neighbor. Yeah! Hey! Spirit of living God, take over this realm, Lord. You have started it and you complete it. You have started it and you complete it. Take over, Lord. Take over, Lord. Just close your eyes as you put your hands on your chest. For some few minutes, just close your eyes and put your hands on your chest. For you are moving in this realm, Lord. For you are moving in this place, Lord. You are turning hearts to you, Lord. Their skills are falling, Lord. Our ears are being opened, Lord. Hey. Hey. The wind is blowing. Hey. Kasiri Babakata. For some few minutes, just open your mouth and begin to pray. For some few minutes, as we pray in the spirit together, for some few minutes, just open your mouth. Shebaka sele babaka temba ya babaka sele babaka ta. Go baba ba ya babaka sele babaka tebele bele beke sele babaka ta. Hey ya babaka sala babaka tebele beke sele babaka ta. Go baba ba ya babaka sele beke tebele bele bele bele. If you are in love and it looks as if the door has been shut, doors are opening. Jesus' name. Hey guys. 
8 chapter 2 verse 9 I read the latter glory of this house will be greater than the former Hallelujah. says the Lord of hosts yes. and in this place I will give peace declares the Lord of hosts the latter glory of this house will be greater than the former shall be greater says the Lord of hosts yes and in this place, I will give peace, declares the Lord of hosts. Yes. Lord, manifest yourself in this realm. Amen. Take over in this realm. Amen. Lord. Let no flesh be glorified. Amen. Let your name be exalted. Yes, Lord. We submit our weakness in full exchange for your strength. Yes, Lord. For your words that you became weak, that we will be strong. Yes. Those who wait upon the Lord, you shall renew their strength. Amen. As we sit at your feet, Lord, let our strength be renewed. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, make a joyful shout unto the Lord. Joyful shout unto the Lord. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Kindly sit down, please. Kindly sit down. Thank you so much. I just thank God for such a great opportunity. Thanking God for the life of Pastor John and Pastor Grace. Come on, let's clap for them. Let's clap for them, you know. They are doing marvelously for the kingdom of God. We thank God for their life. We thank God for the life of the presbytery, everyone who is doing something in the church. You know, before you came in, sometimes, you know, when you go home and your mom has cooked for you, or somebody has cooked for you, don't know the process that they went through. You know, before you came in, the choir on Friday, they rehearsed throughout the night. Sometimes they stop at maybe two o'clock, right? Before you came in, somebody came in early to arrange the chairs that you are sitting on. Somebody came in to pray. Somebody prepared for the day. You know, and I just want us to do something. We are going to clap and say that God bless you to these people for every service that you are doing for the house of the Lord. May God bless you. And we pray that your labor in God's vineyard will never be in vain. Amen. I want us to open to 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 12. 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 12. 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 1 to 12, sorry. 2 Samuel chapter 9, 9 verse 1, 1 to 12. 10. And I read in Jesus' name. And please, we are going to read together, so follow me as we read together. Amen. Amen. Now, David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was a servant of the house of Saul, whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? He said, at your service. Then King David said, is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Sima said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, where is he? And Ziba said to the king, indeed, he is in the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, in Lodebar. Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Machir to the son of Amiel from Lodebar. Now, when Mepiboseth, the son of Jonathan, 
the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, And he answered, Here is your servant. So David said to him, Do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and said, What is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? And the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given to your master's son all that belonged to Saul and to all the house. You, therefore, and your sons and your servants shall work the land for him, and you shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table always. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, According to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so will your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said king, He shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth and a young son whose name was Micah, and all who dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants of Mephibosheth. Amen. 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 You know, that is a, a very big name, right? And for those who are looking for a name for your future son, <laughs> I've got a name for you. <laughs> Mephibosheth. Somebody say Mephibosheth. So, thank you. who is this guy that we are talking about? Mephibosheth is the grandson of the king Saul. That is the first king of Israel. You know, in the beginning, God has always been the king of the Israelites. Then one day they came to uh, Samuel, the prophet, and said that we want to, we also want a king. We want to be like the other nations. And God said that, okay, don't worry, I'll give you a king. Now the Bible says that in all Israel, there was none like Saul. Saul was the most handsome, the most skilled. The Bible said there was none like Saul in the whole of Israel. And God chose Saul as the first king. Saul had a son named Jonathan, who was supposed to be the crown prince of the king. That means if Saul is not there, he's going to rule one day. Jonathan had a friend named David. Who was a nobody? But they formed allegiance. And they made a covenant that no matter what, their friendship is going to last, even if they are no more, to the next generations. Amen? So when David became king, he said that he remembered the covenant that he had with Jonathan. That no matter what, whoever becomes king will favor your house. So when he became king, he said that, is there no one in Saul's house that I can favor? You know, this morning as you are sitting here, the Lord is declaring this word unto you. God wants to favor you. 
the favor of God is upon us this morning. No matter what you are going through, God is asking this question, where are you? Because I want to favor you. And the amazing thing is, even when Mephibosheth was not thinking about the king, the king was thinking about Mephibosheth. Now you have got a name, Mephibosheth. Just remember this name. If you are about to name your son, name him Mephibosheth. Amen. Or you can cut the short Mephi Mephi. <laughs> now we go back to the Bible. In 2 Samuel chapter 4, verse 4, because of time I'm going to read, sorry for that. I read, Jonathan, son of Saul, had a son who was lame in both feet. Who was lame in both feet. That means he was disabled. He was a cripple. Sorry to use that word. He was lame in both feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. The backstory is Saul and Jonathan went to war and they died. And in accordance with the kingdom, whenever a king and a crown prince dies, the next king will kill everybody so that in future nobody will rise up and attack him. So when the nurse of Mephibosheth heard that Saul and Jonathan has died in war, he picked up Jonathan, uh, Mephibosheth, who was a young lad. And while he was running, Mephibosheth fell down and he broke his legs. That is how he became lame. In this life, sometimes we go through situations that is not our fault. Somebody drop us. I met somebody. He said, I can't trust again because the person that I trusted so much cheated on me. I was talking to somebody. He said that I can't work again because I trusted somebody with my money. And the person cheated me, ran away with my finances. Personally, when I was doing my business, I gave some goods to somebody and the person fled away with my goods. You may be here, you have gone through a lot, you are going through a lot because somebody dropped you. Somebody dropped you. This is not a fault of you. Somebody dropped you. But this morning, I have a word for you. Amen. I have a word for you. Yet though you have been dropped, but the word of God says, when men are cast down, we will say, there is a lifting up. Somebody say, there is a lifting up. There is a lifting up. Ah, I can't see, feel the vibe. You know, like, you know, the language of our work is faith. That's what the Bible says, let the redeem of the Lord say so. Because whatever you say comes to pass. That's why you need to be careful of the words that comes out of your mouth. Somebody say, there is a lifting up. Every area of my life that I have been dropped, I declare lifting up. Do you believe in this? Then make a joyful shout unto the Lord. In verse 2, verse 3, I read, Now there was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba, they called him to appear before David. And the king said to him, 
Are you Ziba? Carry him for me. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> I should believe. I should believe. Take your time, please. Netherlands, yeah. <laughs> Yay. Mephibosheth can't walk on his own. He needs to trust somebody to carry him. The first person that he trusted dropped him. <laughs> Just drop him a bit. <laughs> the first person that he trusted dropped him. That's how he became lame. But now, the word of the king proceeded forth, saying that, call forth Mephibosheth, wherever he is. Carry him unto me. So now it was left with a choice. Mephibosheth had a choice. Either to trust again or remain where he was. For some of you, the word of God for you this morning, trust again. Start that business again. You failed in your exams. But the word of God for you this morning is, it's not too late. Start again. Start again. Start again. For the word of God said, behold, I'm doing something new in your life. Can't you see it? You just have to open your eyes to see what God is doing for you this morning. In this season. Pastor declared that this is our latter glory. That means that God is doing something. Not based on your past. Amen. Are you with me? Come on, go with me. We are riding together, yeah? Don't leave me. Somebody say, don't leave him. Don't leave him. Don't leave him. Come on now. They can ask him, is there no one still left in the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Ziba answered the king, there is still a son of Jonathan by his crippled in his feet. When I was reading this, do you know what came over me? You know, the king has asked that he wants to show favor to somebody. But look at what Ziba said. Oh, there's still somebody by his crippled at his feet. Do you know what he meant? He was just trying to say that, yeah, though, this person you want to show favor, but he's not capable. He is crippled at his feet. So many times when God is calling us, people will show our weakness. I had this lady in the church. In her former life, she was, let me not go there. But she came to the believing knowledge of Christ. And this man came to marry her. And one of the women in the church went to the man and said, do you know whom you want to marry? This and this that she did, she is not deserving of you marrying her. And sometimes when there is time for your elevation, opposition will rise up. But this morning, this morning, come and rise up. We are going to make a declaration. We are going to make a declaration this morning. We are going to make a declaration this morning. Please stand up. Say after me. In the name of Jesus, every opposition against my open door, every opposition against my favor, every opposition against my glory, I come against it. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, come on, make a joyful shout out to the Lord. Hey! Hey, hey, hey! Hey! We come against any objection against our open doors. 
we come against any weapon formed against us. The word of God says that in that day, no weapon formed against you shall stand. Every weapon that has been formed against you, we come against it in Jesus' name. Every tongue that has risen against you, we mute it in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. You are with me, right? Don't leave me, don't leave me. Oh, oh, Murphy, Murphy, lie down now. Oh, Murphy, lie down. <laughs> Please can listen now. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You know what the Bible says? In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27 to 29, this is one of my favorite scriptures. Whenever I read it, like there's something in me that bubbles up. The word of God said, but God chose <laughs> the foolish things of the word to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of this word to shame the strong. You know, when Ziba was trying to sabotage Mephibosheth's blessing, this scripture came up. God was saying that you are looking at his crippled feet. You are looking at his weakness. But I see something else. I see a glory. Logically, this guy doesn't deserve my favor. Logically, I don't deserve God's favor. Logically, you don't deserve God's favor. But thank God for grace. Ha! Thank God for grace. Thank God for grace. The one of God said, He chose the weak things of the word to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things. Ha. The lowly things. Things that people despise. Things that people mock. People that people look down on. God said that he chose them. You know, that's why you never need to despise anyone. Because when the favor of God falls on someone, ha, the Bible says he picked somebody from the lowly and sets him on high. Never look down on anybody. For within a twinkle of an eye, God can change their story. Hey! He said that he's doing this so that nobody can boast before him. Now we go to verse 4. Are you with me? Come on, be with me. Be with me. Don't leave me. Verse 4. The king asked him, where is he? When Ziba was just making these allegations against him, all that the king was concerned about, where is he? I miss him. Where is he? I want to have dinner with him. Where is he? I don't care about what you are saying concerning him. I don't care about your thoughts concerning him. All that I'm looking for is, where is he? And this brought me back into the Garden of Eden. When God came into the garden, he said, where are you, Adam and Eve? Where are you? Some of you are hiding, but God is asking you, where are you? I miss you, my son. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Bring him to me. Bring him to me. Bring him to me. In the name of Jesus. Ziba answered, He is at the house of Machel, son of Emel, in Lodiba. Ha! Let me explain to you the meaning of Lodiba. Lodiba simply means a place of nothing. A place of nothing. 
Let me go to uh, Google the definition of Lodiba. Google defines Lodiba as this. Without order. That means there was no order in Lodiba. Where the prince, let's remember, Mephibosheth was a prince. He was the son, the great-grandson of a king. First king of Israel. But he was in the place of no order. Sometimes we look into our life, we can't see no order. There's a lot of disorder. We don't know where we find ourselves. That was where Mephibosheth was. A place of no order. A place of no leader. Mephibosheth was in, at a place where nobody can take his hand and say that, Mephi, let's go to this place. The place of no leader. You may be here, you are finding yourself in that situation. Where sometimes you are yearning for somebody to even speak to you. But there is no one available. Ha. Hmm. Scripturally, Lodiba represents darkness. The Bible says, We were in the kingdom of darkness, but grace found us. Out of darkness I called you into my marvelous light. And this morning, God is calling somebody out of Lodiba, your place of darkness, because he has a purpose for you. He has a purpose for you. Are you following me? Are you following me? Do you hear my voice? Please, those at the back, do you hear my voice? Because God is calling you out of darkness into his marvelous light. No matter where you find yourself, the favor of God has located you now. And God is calling you into his marvelous light. For he has a purpose for you. Hmm. Verse 6. Then, Mephibosheth was picked up. Please pick him up. Mephi, Mephi, we give you five. Please stand up. Please come. Drop him here. The Bible says, drop him, please. The Bible says, when Mephibosheth came before the king, the Bible says he lied prostrate before the king. When Mephibosheth came before the king, he lied prostrate before the king. Now your job is done. Thank you so much. God bless you, man of God. Yeah? You are the best. You are the best. Because sometimes... Some people are meant to carry you to a certain place. But they are not meant to stay with you forever. The issue is, we get stuck in Lodiba because we still think the people who carried us are meant to stick with us forever. But God said, where I'm taking you, you need to drop some people. Because there's a glory I have allotted for you. Not everybody can come to that place. So God in his own wisdom will drop some people. But we in our human nature, without wisdom, will blame God. God in his wisdom saw you and saw that this guy that you're moving with, 
will not help you in future, so I need to cut him off. This business will lead you astray, so I need to cut it off. Amen? Amen. The Bible says, when he saw the king, he lied prostrate before. Please lie prostrate, yeah? <laughs> uh -huh. It's okay. Every person be prostrate. The Bible says he lied on the floor at the feet of the king. There is something about the feet of the king. Ha! You know, do you know what the queen of England said? I fear the man who goes on his knees. You know, there is something. Whenever you go on your knees before the king of kings, whenever you humble yourself before the king of kings, the Bible says that I resist the proud, but favors the humble. If you humble yourself before the king of kings, he will exalt you. So the Bible says that now, when you hear my voice, do not harden your heart. Come before me with every baggage that you carry. This is the man lying before the king of kings. With a filthy clothes, with a dirty clothes from Lodiba, but he didn't care. He said, I'm before my king, I will lie down. With all his weakness at his feet, he said, I don't care, I will lie down. Because whenever you come before the king of kings, you bring everything. So the Bible said, come unto me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. No matter what you are going through, at the feet of the king, is where you are supposed to lay that. So you wake up in the morning and you pour out your frustrations. You pour out your weakness. You give God everything that you're going through. You say, Lord, I hand this over to you. Because the moment you come to understand that you can't do it on your own, that is when he intervenes. God is looking for people who will call upon him. He said, I'll ask and I will give. Seek and you will find. Knock and I'll open. But the problem is we are not asking. We are not seeking. We are not knocking. But that should be our story. Amen. The Bible says that when he came before the king, now you are going to do his job. Yeah? You are going to carry him onto his chair. Before he came, a seat has already been prepared for him. Take your time. It's part of it. Don't be afraid. It's part of the process. Amen? Now you can take your seat. Before he came, this seat has already been prepared for him. Logically, this guy doesn't deserve this seat. Logically, this guy doesn't deserve this seat. But based on the covenant of his father, Jonathan, that made him accessible to the seat. The Bible says, when we come before God, it's not by your merits, it's not by your strength, it's not by your wisdom. It's based on what Christ did on the cross. Christ came and died for you on the cross. The word of God says that on the cross, he cried out, it is finished. That means that anything that is concerning you was finished. Ha! Now look at him. My people said in Lodiba, now look at him. Sitting at the place of glory, taking out of darkness into his marvelous light. Sitting with the king of kings, the lord of lords, 
You are not the king of kings, yeah? <laughs> and I love something. When he came in verse 7, he said that don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. 365 times it's written in the Bible, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God is telling you something. Don't be afraid. 365 times, God is telling his people, don't be afraid. In the Bible, don't be afraid. Why? He says that every day you need one. Don't be afraid. When you wake up in the morning, God is telling you, don't be afraid, my son. Don't be my, afraid, my daughter. Take this bold step. Walk out of Lodiba. Walk out. For I have a purpose for you. Walk out. Don't be afraid. Don't fear what people are going to think about you. What people are saying at your back, don't care about that. Don't be afraid. Just walk with me. Just trust me. Hold my hands and I'll carry you there. Step by step, I'll carry you there. For the purpose is that the end motive is here. Just trust me. Somebody just put your hands on your chest. And say, Lord, help me to trust you. 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 In the name of Jesus. In verse 8, I read. What is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? That broke my heart. You know, sometimes when you are so stuck in Lodiba, your confessions changes. You begin to speak like people in Lodiba. God in his word has said that you are a glorious person, but you start saying otherwise. Every morning you wake up, you say that you look yourself in the mirror, you say that I don't deserve this. Look, I'm so ugly. What are the words that you are saying to yourself? What are the things that you are saying to yourself? There's one thing that I hate, to be frank with you. Anybody who knows me knows this. I don't tolerate negative words around me. Whenever I stand with anybody and he say any negative word, I try to correct you. Don't say that. That is not what God is saying concerning you. Who told you that? Who told you that? All along, this guy, because he was stuck in Lodiba, thought he was a dead dog. Not a living dog, a dead dog. And some of you think that God cannot do, take you out of your situation. So you think that you are a dead dog. God deliver us. God deliver us. God deliver us. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's when you come to the word of God, when you come to Christianity, when you come to church, what that we are teaching you is that transform your mind. Renew your mind with the word of God. You ask God that, God, what is your word concerning the situation that I find myself in? The word of God says that in Romans 12, verse 2, and be not conformed to this word, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. Amen. Now we are moving to something else. <laughs> I love this part. In verse 9, then the king summoned Ziba, saw seven and said to him, I have given your master's grandson everything that belongs to Saul and his family. In Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 7, the Bible says, I have seen slaves on, on horsebacks, and servants are slaves on horseback, and the children and princes are walking on foot. It's an error. 
The Bible says, he told Mephibosheth, I'm restoring unto you anything that you lost. This was his original place. He was a son of God. But somebody dropped him and took him to Lodiba. But the Bible said that I'm restoring you. That means that I'm bringing you back to your place. For in this place you can rule. In this place you are no longer a lost son, but a prince. In this place you are no longer in Lodiba, but in the kingdom of light. For this is place that you can dine with the king. I love this. Now I declare into your life, anything that you lost, anything that I've, I've been taken away from you, we stand based on the mandate of the gospel and we declare, let there be a full restoration. A full restoration. In the name of Jesus. Some of you have lost your zeal for the Lord. But we cry, let the fire of the Most High set you ablaze. In the name of Jesus, your desire for the things of God, let it be restored. In the name of Jesus. This time I can't feel you. Say, in the name of Jesus, I claim whatever is mine. In the name of Jesus, I claim it. In Jesus' name, come and make a joyful shout unto the Lord. Now I'm feeling you, now I'm feeling you. Now I'm feeling you. The Bible says, and Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he always ate at the king's table and he was crippled in both feet. Mm. You know, when I was reading it, I thought maybe the Bible was going to say that this guy is no more crippled. But do you know why God said that he was still crippled at his feet? Why? Because God wanted everybody to see that this guy is still crippled. That means that he doesn't deserve this. But when grace locates you. So the Bible says, the latter glory shall be greater than the former. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. This is the temple of God. And his latter glory, if he submits to the will and counsel of God, will be greater than his former. He was dining here every day at the king's table. Eating God's food every day. The word of the Lord is our food. As long as he stayed at his feet, as long as he stayed at this place, nobody would knew, know his weakness. Why? Because on this food were all the nutrients that he needed to stay strong. God is allocating a place for you, brothers and sisters. This is for you, not Lodiba. This is where God wants to place you, not Lodiba. Wherever you find yourself, God is calling you now. But as many as received him, to them he gave them the power to become the sons of God. Even to that that believe in his name, which were not born of blood. This guy sitting here was not born of blood. Nor the will of the flesh. Nor the will of man. But of God. 
When Mephibosheth is sitting here, the king's sons are also sitting here. Because he was born not by blood, by the will of God, he found himself on this table. God is calling you not based on your merits, but based on what Christ did on the cross. He declares that your latter glory shall be greater than your former. Let's all stand up, please. This morning, the banquet has been set. The king and the sons are seated. Now God is asking you a question. Will you join the table? Or stay in Lodiba? My son, I'm calling you out of darkness. Will you join the table? Or you love Lodiba so much? With all eyes closed. God wants to unleash his glory on you. Will you accept this invitation right now? <laughs>